Pod save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, the Daily Mirror's royal podcast. I'm your host, Anne Gripper. I'm joined by Daily Mirror fashion director, Amber Grafland. Hello. And we have another uh, Pod Save the Queen debutante this week, who is Russell Myers, uh, who is stepping into the shoes left by Queen Vic Mirror when she departed <laughs> these shores. Um, I think his are possibly slightly less sparkly than Vic's would have been, but Just he has I'm joined they fit the you. royal beat. <laughs> Hello. So welcome, welcome, Russell. Great to have you here. There is lots to talk about on the show today. We'll be talking about Megan's latest outing. She's had a busy, busy old week. Um, and we'll be inevitably talking about her dad a little as well after he <laughs> and uh, he appeared on British television yesterday for the interview they all wanted, as it, as it was said. But um, we have to start with the delightfully happy news of Zara Tyndall welcoming her, her second child, a little sister for Mia, who's four years old. Um, not actually that little, £9, three ounces. Well, in the words of Kay Burley, it, um, the baby was a, well, quite a porker. But uh, <laughs> potentially, potentially the, uh, the heaviest royal baby for over 100 years. Uh, previously, it was uh, Prince George came in at £8, six ounces. Um, and Zara and Mike's baby has weighed nine pounds three ounces, born on Monday uh, at the Strood Maternity Unit in Gloucestershire. So fantastic news for the royals. Uh, new baby is nineteenth in line to the throne, and uh, the Queen, Duke of Edinburgh, Princess Royal, and Mike's parents are all said to be delighted. Which is lovely, and it's particularly lovely news because. Um, Zara and Mike had to cope with a miscarriage which was um it came very quickly after they'd announced that she was expecting a baby a couple of years ago came on Christmas Eve and um there are obviously a lot of families who have had to cope with similar things but very often it is a private Absolutely. you know private pain and Mike's spoken you know quite movingly about it since then about how Mia's helped them through it Absolutely. and everything. It's, a, yeah, it's about 18 months after Zara um, suffered her miscarriage um, just before Christmas 2016 um, and as, as you rightly say they, they've been very open about it it's you know something like that is a particularly private event for a lot of families but being in the public eye they've, they've dealt with it um, remarkably um, so some you know hugely welcome news for the for the family and um, and I'm sure all of uh, our listeners and, and, and readers at Daily Mirror would um, delight in, in wishing them all the best. Yeah congratulations to the Tyndall family. Um, the other interesting thing about uh, this baby we've talked when Prince Louis was born about why Kate didn't give birth in an NHS hospital she was in the very expensive Lindo wing um, and the security and trying not to disrupt daily life for other yeah. things but Zara is a very different kind of royal she's not an HRH um, she has a much more normal life if you can be normal when your granny is the queen and you're an <laughs> Olympic champion at horse riding and you're married to an England rugby world cup winner um but she has had an NHS baby born in Strood maternity yes unit. It, it, yeah it's another um 
uh, you know, string to their bows, a very normal family, uh, as you rightly point out. In, in not only are they sort of Olympians and, and World Cup winners, but they they do live a, a very normal um, life. They, you know, they they comment on on uh, issues that affect us uh, normal people, if you will, um, and and haven't shied away from from controversy and uh, and. and uh, the fact that she's she's been born in an NHS hospital is 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 you know just adds to the fact that they're fairly grounded as, as a couple. Although it will be interesting to see, I think last time around they sold the "Here's the baby" pictures to Hello magazine for a reasonably large amount of money. So it'll be interesting to see whether that happens this time around. So no name as yet. So we're waiting to no find name out is yet. Buckingham Palace said today that um, I think they're just going to let the, the um, let them get settled in to um, having you know, a new addition to the family, and the name will be announced in in due course. What do you what What are you hoping for? Oh you got God, a... I've absolutely no idea. Well, we should have looked at the bookies' odds. Really, I mean, I don't think that they had a uh, you know huge uh, fever speculation when it was um, William and Kate's baby. Um, I don't know. I imagine they'll go for a fairly um, less regal name than perhaps Louis, George or Charlotte, but um, what's your bet? I mean, Mia's a very, it's quite a trendy name, isn't it? It's quite, yeah. you know, you, there's a fair number of those in the in the playground these days. I mean, obviously, I would always recommend Anne as an excellent <laughs> name. It's quite so, regal though, Anne, so. Well, not with, if you drop the E like me, then it becomes a bit more totally norm, total normal person. Um, so anyway, congratulations to them if they are in the, uh, staying up late at night, um, unable to sleep with their new baby, then they can have a listen to Pod Save the Queen. Or maybe they might be better off listening to First Time Dads, which isn't just about First Time Dads. It's also about that journey from he's getting, one to he's two. He's getting plugs everywhere, is Steve. He's, he's been doing the rounds on the, on the radio shows out here. Yeah, so First Time Dads, well worth a listen. One of our other Daily Mirror podcasts. advice on how to get baby off to sleep Absolutely. from Steve. Yes. And some experts that they get in to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> enough of plugging them. We've got plenty of royal news to talk about. Um, Megan is just finishing up her first day at Royal Ascot ever, as we are recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, much excitement that she was there. She was in carriage three, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had the Queen in carriage number one, then uh, Charles and Camilla in carriage number two, yep. and Harry and Megan travelled with the... Uh, Earl and Countess of Wessex, Wessex so yeah. Prince Edward and Sophie, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. Yeah, it looked fairly relaxed. Uh, Megan was waving to the crowds with Sophie as they went past. Huge cheers from uh, members of the crowd, which seems to follow Megan wherever she goes at the moment. Um, uh, it looked fairly relaxed. Again, there's some great photos come through to the picture desk of them sort of hugging each other, as in uh, ho- holding hands as they're walking into the royal enclosure. Um, and again, another great um, day for them to, to, to be seen in, in public. It seems that everyone wants a piece of them at the moment. And, um, and they, they certainly don't disappoint whenever they're uh, in front of large crowds. And there was another one of those pictures where, you know, you can see Megan's waving at the crowds. And Harry's looking absolutely adoringly at Megan. I've just spotted it on the feed. Yeah, I spotted a few of those. In, yeah. Before I came in. And it is their one it's their one month anniversary. Their one month anniversary. So, you know, there's there's it's a nice thing to do on your one month anniversary to go to Royal it's Ascot with the gig, family. No. But hopefully you know, they might be able to do something special, just the two of them tonight. Um 
and Megan was also presenting she, the trophy. She was. She was presenting the, which we've just probably had yet in the last uh, half an hour or so, she was presenting the award for the winner of the St. James's Palace Stakes, which was the fourth race of uh, the day at Ascot. And it went, it went to the favourite without parole, and we don't really care about the horse. The interesting thing was... The jockey, Frankie Dottori, superstar of British racing. Um, and again, there's some brilliant pictures. He's leaning over, giving her a kiss on the hand. Harry looks less impressed at this <laughs> point. <laughs> so that will he's be He's not a shy jockey, is he? No. Yeah. He's, uh, and, and he's also been banned for seven days because he was pushing the horse too hard oh, in really? the closing stages of the race. And he's got Ooh, a £4,000 fine or something. So controversial. Um, but, you know... Ascot is a great day in the summer calendar in yes. Britain. The Queen loves her racing, loves her horses, and she is always there. And she wore yellow. She looked fabulous. She did, and the bookies will have to have a payout because that's what they, uh, that was the favourite colour for her to wear. So they've taken a kick in today, but I imagine they'll um, recoup some of their losses throughout yeah, people the week. Lo- people love to bet they on do, the colour yeah, of a, the it's Queen's a, It's a major hat. thing. Yeah. Um, for for the for the bookies every year they they take bets on what the queen's outfit will be and um, you know they seem to have lost today. So Amber, what did you think of the the royal outfits? The you know there was a galaxy of stars there today. Beatrice and Eugenie were there. Princess Anne, Charles and Camilla. Well, Beatrice mentioned. and Eugenie looked very good. They were very good together. Kind of complemented each other. Their colours and they went for quite different looks. Obviously. Beatrice's hat she's kind of got a bit of a formula now hasn't she she likes that style of hat so kind of the tips up and it's kind of slightly to the side of her head she's kind of and was all in blue and then obviously Eugenie with the big kind of disc style hat I don't think you you're not the biggest fan of that hat are you? I quite liked it it did remind me a little bit of a mortarboard like you wear when you graduate because of the little tassel that it had dangling yeah, over but, the front but we need them to wear those hats this yeah. is what we rely on we rely on them to do that but so. I did I did think she looked fabulous Eugenie and it went really well with her sort of kimono style yeah, outfit. Yeah, I thought she looked very elegant. And another neutral yeah. type colour, Beatrice in the pale blue. Was it sort of almost brocade style? Yeah, it kind of had a brocade texture to the fabric. It, the, the shape of the dress really suited her. I thought it was very flattering. Quite heavy for a June day, I thought. It looked like it was quite warm, possibly. Yeah. But, um, it, but she looked... She, she looks knows fabulous. that you just can't predict that Ascot weather. I'm sure she's had many <laughs> years when she's been freezing. That's very true. Um... Megan, Megan's outfit today. What did you make of it? Okay, so Megan's monochrome outfit. She obviously has gone back to her wedding dress designer, Givenchy. So that's the, the third dress that she's now worn since her wedding by by her wedding dress designer. Um, it wasn't the most exciting dress, if I'm being honest, for that, my personal opinion. It did fit her very well. It was very elegant. It was very understated. We know that's the, the, the kind of key words to her style. It was a belted dress. We know that she likes to emphasize her waist with a belt. Um, I actually thought the hat was the most exciting bit, to be honest with you. I absolutely love the Philip Treacy hat. And I think without that, she probably would have been verging on looking quite dull. Because it was a sort of a cream shirt dress, really, yeah. wasn't it? And then... The thing I wasn't sure about with it was there's some sort of like weirdo lace applique across the middle. Yes. Which it had some lace detailing, which they weren't describing as weirdo lace <laughs> detail. 
Um, I've never did... been described as fashion forward, so my, my fashion commentary <laughs> always comes with a slight pinch well, of salt. I, I think your comment's probably quite fair. It, I don't think the dress really needed it. I think she was going for something really simple. Maybe she just could have stuck to something that with, without the lace. But to be honest with you, in the photographs, you couldn't really see it. I wasn't a big fan of the hemline. Those handkerchief hemlines don't really do it for me. I'm not sure it needed it. Um, not my favourite dress, I'll be honest no. with you. Hat, fantastic. Hat was absolutely fabulous. And when, I mean, for most people, that is what they will have seen. They will have yeah. seen her riding in a carriage. Again, I mean, you become a duchess a month ago and you get a whole ton of carriage rides all in a all yep, in a she's row. She's definitely clocking them up, yeah. And um, so people, when she was, you know, the carriage procession along the course, they will have seen her waving, they will have seen her hat and they would have seen that smile like yeah. she's always so she did look incredible she has got that amazing smile and as you say the crowds absolutely love her they do she's her. got the real sort of you know x factor this is a touch of hollywood to the to the yeah. royal family and they and they they do that everyone's coming out and it's and it's um it, it's it's actually incredible to see when you're you're going to, to different places and seeing people hundreds or thousands of people coming out to to see them and it, and it really is just them two as well yeah. it's um it's uh, and, and and long may it continue because it's um we're riding the crest of, crest of a wave with them especially in coverage for the paper and and the website um and, and I, I think they've got they've got something really special between them and megan's clearly um not afraid to spend money on her no, outfits no she isn't is she so she's gone Givenchy today I don't know whether we've got a price tag on that one yet or whether it's bespoke well, they're, all, they're, and then... they're custom made so you'll never really get a price tag um but I mean what would be your estimate I mean it's four figures presumably I think I don't think you're looking at less than four five thousand pounds <gasps> okay the outfits mm. well that's yeah. a lot of money yeah but if she'd not spent the money on the dress, she could have paid Frankie de Tori's fine for his punishment. <laughs> I, I think he's yeah. doing all right as yeah, well. I so don't really he'll probably think be able to afford it. Yeah. So, this, so we're reckoning that for this one. And then the we saw her at the weekend at um, Celia Spencer's wedding. We did. And that was a bit controversial, that dress. So I called it the Meghan Markle Oscar de la Renta dress debacle in the end because it really did divide opinion. Although I say divide opinion, I think I'm the only person in the country who said they liked it. Let's get the boy view before we go what into it think? in depth. What was, what was, oh what, how, would, how, how would you describe Meghan, what Meghan wore on Sunday? I, I, I thought it looked like something my granny would wear. And <gasps> I, I, that's really bad because I think that you've seen her in all these beautifully made custom made dresses i can't even believe i'm commenting on this right now <laughs> but she looked incredible at the wedding she looked incredible at the weekend in cheshire or before the weekend in cheshire um again today really simple classic elegant clothes and i just thought that was um of a disaster really I think, the, I think the print threw a lot of people off i know that you have a particular so, I, so it, when I, the, the moment i saw it i thought of the willow china with that sort of really dark blue and white but that's quite, really quite fashionable at the moment so it's china. interesting that you've chosen that because lots of designers on the catwalk have actually used those those interesting prints. so and it, it is, also a thing and it also reminded me of the times when we've talked about um the queen's hat looking like a wedgewood um piece of blue and white and yep. kate middleton 
Duchess of Cambridge also wearing something that was very Wedgwood-esque I can't remember exactly what so clearly the royal family like to take their inspiration from China they I mean, do and why wouldn't they but it's, it's interesting that it is quite a big fashion thing at the moment I mean, obviously the dress was by Oscar de la Renta this was not a cheap dress that Meghan picked up it was kind of just shy of £4,000 worth of again China dress yeah yeah so awesome. she yeah, she yeah she's not afraid to spend a bit of money but you I, liked it I really liked it to me do you know what I hope it reminds me of when you do that panic online buy you've got a wedding coming up I mean I do this and I kind of think about it and think about it don't buy anything and then I order something online not from Oscar de la Renta obviously probably Topshop or Zara and then arrives it doesn't actually really fit but it's too late the wedding's tomorrow so I just wear it anyway <laughs> it didn't really fit her and I think had it been just a size one or two sizes smaller I think you would have seen how the dress was supposed to look and maybe in my mind because I know what that dress was supposed to look like and I've seen it on a model I do love it but it did look far too big for her on the top but I think it was kind of ruining the whole I think it looked really pretty when she walked along and she kind of pulled it up and you had that kind of ruffle effect around the hemline but if you don't like that print you're not going to like the dress and it was a bit too big it's like the the dresses the the clothes that you know your husband's going to hate it was one of those wasn't Mm. it yeah. Very girly, but men probably not big fans, and yeah. you didn't like it either. Didn't I didn't. It looked too big. That was, yeah, it was, was too big. Perhaps a better explanation. Yeah, it looks. It, looked, it was a little bit flirty, you know. There was a bit of yeah. leg with the with it. You always get with the wrap dress, and it was lovely that I think she wore her wedding shoes again. Yep, with the with the baby blue soles from Aquasura, um, which you know, let's face it, when you get married you'd quite like to wear your dress again, but it's not really practical to I mean, wear it out. I don't know many people that have pulled that off. No. no. So, she some is people, never going to pull that some off. Some people do dye them and yep. wear them again or, you know, cut off the train and um, and wear them again. My aunt did that. But, um, you know, the being able to wear your wedding earrings or your whatever, your wedding hairpiece or your shoes yep. is actually quite a, you know, a nice, happy thing to do. And... Um, the fascinator as well exactly so she may have spent a lot of money on that dress but boy did she balance it out with the marks of spencer 29.99 fascinator you see so she's there were savings there (laughs) and and you know her british british style stamp again because we've seen her it was a big to do when she wore her um marks and spencer jumper she wore a black jumper before that obviously sold out within i think about 14 minutes um i think it's you know it was kind of nice balance but i I, I mean, it's something that obviously Kate Kate does very effectively. She likes to throw in a bit of high street or where she wore that. Do you remember she wore the fabulous Zara necklace that everybody thought was really expensive? Mm. So she's obviously, you know, taking some style tips from Kate. Absolutely. And Russell, you said that she looked fabulous up in Cheshire. She did, yeah. And it you was, were there. It was a great day, I was, yeah. It was my first foray into royal reporting. Um it was a it was a great day. The, the weather was kind. Um, there was, as I said, there was thou- there was probably four or five thousand people there. There was queues right outside. Chester's a beautiful, beautiful city. They arrived on the royal train to to less glamorous Runcorn uh, in the morning after staying overnight. Quite a lot of hoo ha about Meghan had stayed on the train um, with the Queen because this hasn't been afforded to uh, Kate Middleton. Prince William's only been on the royal train once. Normally, it's only the Queen, uh, Prince Philip, uh, Charles and Camilla who, who are allowed on the train. However, with the Queen being 92 now, this is apparently her preferred mode of transport. Um, so they went up the night before, uh, arrived in Runcorn to um, rapturous applause, loads of school kids there, singing a bit of singing and dancing. And 
Meghan and, and the Queen as well looked, looked fantastic. But there's a lot made about her her colour of the day that she'd chosen green to give um, a nod to the uh, people who unfortunately perished in the Grenfell Tower disaster. Because it was one year on It from, was a one-year yeah, anniversary on the day, yeah. yeah. And that's obviously something that the royals have actually engaged quite closely with. Because um, we know Meghan sort of went and made secret visits, yeah. um, supporting the community, or I guess finding out about it as well. And it is... It is in Kensington. It yeah. is on their yeah. doorstep and on her own as well. And um, and there was no you know press around that. That was actually uh, something that came out after the the visit. And I think we'll see you know a bit more of that when Meghan gets involved in the Royal Foundation with um, Harry and William and Kate. That she'll she'll you know she'll look at trying to help these sorts of um, these sort of communities and, and, and causes perhaps like the Grenfell Tower disaster and, and, and communities based around that. Um, but back to Chester. Yes, yeah, so we don't we don't know for sure that the Queen wore green for no, that. We don't, but, no, we don't. No, no, no. But it's, um, it's nice to think it, that it, she did. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the, the, the people who are discuss, discussing around it, um, we, we do believe that it was sort of a, a nod to the... Um, to the actual anniversary on the day, but again, Megan, you remember she was she was wearing a Givenchy dress. She wore Givenchy yeah. again, but as we've discussed, she's this you know she's worn two since her wedding day. She's worn two dresses by Givenchy. I really loved this dress actually. It was for me. I loved it because it's very it represents what Givenchy are doing at the moment. So there's a dress very similar to that that was part of their Haute Couture collection. It was a long dress but it had exactly the same cape. De- cape detailing but it was in a slightly deep um, darker color so for me it was a bit had a bit more of a fashion edge to it which is why I liked it it was very flattering I thought it looked fab- fabulous on her figure again belted to show off her tiny waist it really fitted her and I think she's making a conscious effort to wear clothes that are not detracting too much from the other royals after all she was her first official outing with the queen I think she wanted to you know, she was taking her role very seriously, but she wanted to let the Queen stand out, and which she did perfectly in, in the green. And she was wearing something very neutral. I loved that dress. I thought it was amazing. And yeah. it was that sort of tailoring underneath the cape was very, yeah, it was very a bit elegant. more fashion forward, but it was still very elegant. And I think it was a very good balance between wearing something that was a bit directional, but again was very functional, and she didn't want to stand out too much on the day. Mm. And I think she really, really nailed it with that dress. And the other thing, I think with the cape that I found interesting, um, when we were um, talking last week with Amanda from Megan's Mirror, we were talking about Trooping the Colour and Megan had got her her clavicles and her shoulders out again. A few people were dissing the fact that she'd got her actual shoulder shoulders out afterwards, sort of came out a bit on social media, but the girl's shoulders, they can come out, they're great. Um, And and then she's put them all away again. It's like, now you see it, now you don't. You, this isn't going to become a thing. I'm just going to. But the neckline's definitely a thing. The neckline is totally you know, a thing. If we're talking about a formula and something that that her and especially when she is collaborating with Claire at Givenchy, that seems to be their formula. These very sort of form-fitting clothes that really flatter her, but then with some interesting necklines. So it'd be you know, let's just see what what she's got in store. And they certainly seem to enjoy their 
day out. I mean, fabulous pictures that we all saw of, was, the, of yeah, the two in a, fits, it, Megan and the Queen in fits of laughter when they were a, sitting watching. It was watching. a great day. I mean, we, the, you know, a the, the lot of pictures that came through were, I mean, it was a, bit, it was a busy day. Uh, as I said, they arrived in Runcorn, then they, they went to open a bridge in nearby Widnes, then they went over to Chester, they went to a theatre, they saw a couple of plays, they met a lot of people, but there was just a con, there were dozens and dozens of photos from the day, from the Queen and Meghan, giggling, laughing, and looked like they were having a really good time and enjoying each other's company. So, how close do you get? Do you ever get to hear what they're saying? I always just really want to know what they're saying. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I th- again, this is my first ever royal walkabout. It's very different to, to what I would normally do, but it's um, the the access that you you get is um, you 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 won't be able to you know uh, listen to what they're saying to each other. But in terms of the, when they're going around doing their walkabout, um, it's pretty close and. Um, you really get an insight into, a spe- and, I th- and I imagine, especially with Megan, because she is very open. She's going up to people. She's introducing herself by her first name. She's very polite, um, and we've got a real insight by, you know, speaking to lots of people that they had spoken to throughout the day about um, about what she's about. And I think that she's, you know, coming across as a very, very sweet-natured, caring. Um, individual who will probably take that on to to the next step in terms of her charity work and mm. it's, it's going to be really interesting to see so she comes across as very sincere uh, for, again from speaking to the people that that they went and spoke to on their walk around um, and, and it and it really is a sort of this the sort of Megan mania take, taking over there's a lot of whooping and cheering a lot of very excitable people with you know their camera phones in you know, holding their camera phones it pretty much in their face as they're walking towards them but she's very calm she's very measured yeah. uh, she says you know thank you again she's introducing herself she spoke a little bit about harry and calling him the best husband ever oh. um she was well saying done, harry. she's, she's, she's <laughs> loving being in. married yeah. <laughs> and um and i think you know she she got a great reception and and from from observing how she was with the queen throughout the day I think that the Queen really, really enjoyed her company. And yeah, every photo I saw, she was really yeah, laughing. Yeah, they really, they were, they were laughing and giggling throughout the day, and that seems, um, you know, the, the the pictures did didn't lie. That is exactly what we were, yeah. we were seeing throughout throughout the day of of, of, of following them. So, um, I I don't think this will be the last time we see them have an outing together. Um, it's uh, I know they've been out today to, with with Ascot. There's an, uh, quite an extended. Um, family out, out uh, at th- that event, but um, it, it, went, it was such a success. So I can see that this um, being repeated as a double act. And how about for yeah. you? How was the day for you as your first thing? What did you? Was there anything that surprised you, or yeah, you thought I mean, actually again, this is brilliant? It takes you back. I mean, we worked on the royal wedding, and um, you know, at the mirror, that was all hands on deck. You know, there's a couple of dozen reporters out out in the field, and you really got a sense of what an occasion it was. Um, and then that this this trip was you know quite scaled down from that. But again, I don't think you can underestimate how much um, the Queen, especially, and with this whole Meghan effect that, effect that they're actually adored. And it wasn't just school kids looking for a, a day out because their teacher said they could go, or it was you know uh, gen- families, gen- generations of families going out to Chester to catch a glimpse of them. And to, and I think people think that they, you know they're a little part of history yeah. by seeing them and it's um 
and it's quite it's quite strange to watch actually. But it's um I think it, it's 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 gathering pace, and I, I can't see before the end before the end of the year they they're going to be very very busy, um and there's going to be more tours like this, whether it's you know in the UK or abroad, and um yeah it's it, it was it was a great day out actually it was it was good fun. Um, maybe the conversation might not have been quite so easy if it'd been happening this week after uh, Megan's dad raised his Ooh, raised his head yeah. for a really yeah, a, 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 a really quite extraordinary interview on um, Good Morning Britain. So one of our um, one of our morning our morning shows. Um, it's reported that he was paid seven and a half thousand pounds for it, which in my not very good just work out what dollar is maybe about ten thousand dollars. Yeah, um, and. He was like freelancing essentially. It's, I mean, Kensington Kensington Palace didn't comment on it. We've not had any official comment from the royal family, but the assumption is that this was not an was not a sanctioned interview. Absolutely not. No. And it was the things he was coming out with were were quite extraordinary. You Abs- know. Absolutely staggering. I mean, you know, Meghan's father, who had been, um, you know, wrapped in controversy just you know, days before the wedding when he was caught out. Um, being involved in a set of paparazzi pictures. Um, then, obviously, as we, we well know, he didn't attend the wedding because he had heart condition. Uh, but this comes so soon after all that controversy. And then you've got him speaking for, you know, um, 20 minutes, half an hour on, you know, intimate details of the royals, which they will not have appreciated his... Uh, talked about when Harry rang him up for the first time um, and asked for his daughter's hand in marriage and the discussions that took place, but not only sort of that father, potential son-in-law conversation that um, a lot of you know fathers and uh, men will have when, they, when they've had to ask those questions, but intricate details, it would seem, of what Prince Harry thought about the US President Donald Trump, his, uh, his potential views on Brexit, um, and, 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 and I think that these, these details would have really shot Kensington Palace and, and they, they certainly weren't, haven't been commenting on it and have offered no um, running commentary on it and it's, um, it's particularly embarrassing for, for Meghan, mm. I would imagine. So why do you think he did it? Because surely they must be looking after him. They, they know, I don't really want to use the word loose cannon, but he is a loose cannon. What, do you really think he was just motivated by the money then? Because surely any father, the last thing they'd want to do is upset their daughter. Again, and and, and uh, I don't think it is that. I think it's you know if if him and Meghan have a relationship, then she's not short of a bob or two, and I'm sure that they would have had a conversation of, you know, please don't go down that route again. Um, <clears throat> I think the the paparazzi pictures were. Um, bad advice is what the the family came out and said that they were trying to improve his image of yeah. you know not just this reclusive guy who mm-hmm. lived in yeah um, you know, on his own in in in, uh, in solitude most of the time but it's um, but that was bad advice within the family within the family yeah. as well. rather than I, I rather than getting it from the royal family and I think I've, I've seen something I think it was Paul Burrell possibly mm. saying that um, the royal family will look after Meghan well. But they don't look after outsiders. But then well. that's surely her responsibility then to look after her father. It to me, I just do not understand what the motivation would have been behind for him to do that interview. 
No, I mean, you know, journalists. We love we love stories to come out. I mean, and I'm the fact glad he did the interview. <laughs> it's very mm. interesting. But I just think I don't. I just do not understand why he would have done that. Because royal protocol um, is that the royals don't discuss their political views in public. We've talked about that quite a lot. Um, there's a there's a good episode if you didn't um, catch it at the time uh, with Jason Beatty, our head of politics, around the politics of the royal tour that William and Kate went on. When we went into that in a bit more in a bit more detail. I mean, Harry was reasonably sort of diplomatic, but when you're talking about Brexit and Donald Trump, two of the most divisive things that there are around, far more divisive than Meghan's dress from the weekend. And um, that is a private conversation then, you're then, having. Then, yeah. I mean, he, he said possibly the least uh, controversial thing, maybe, about well, maybe you have to give, these thing, give things a chance and maybe showing a generosity of spirit maybe this is being overly me being overly generous to him and actually he's a you know a, mm. ra- a raging conservative who is pro-brexit and pro-donald trump and you know find a lot of people that will chime with them but a lot of people it will not at all and is the exact opposite of what they think um so that was that was quite extraordinary i mean there was there was kind of normal stuff talking about them probably having children quite soon which we've all come to expect and talking a bit about the emotional discussions of his heart surgery and Megan crying but I mean the the thing that is most extraordinary is the promise he made Harry make to say yes you can marry my daughter like promise you will never raise your hand to her I know, and I you think... can marry her I mean how I don't I, I just find that an absolutely I think it's, it's quite strange for, for potentially us to, th- to think about that, but in uh, from what we know of, of Thomas Markle, he's a you know he's quite a um, a simple chap, and maybe that's where he's coming from. Of maybe that's potentially his background, um, but it, it's 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 actually extraordinary that he would actually you know, divulge those um, sorts of that sort of information willingly as well. I think that's particularly concerning for the royals. So do you think they wouldn't have had any warning that that interview was going to happen? I think potentially they they, they were um, notified the, the the night before, okay, and they chose to shut up shop and and have and haven't said anything about it. I, I think this is becoming quite frequent with the royals at the moment. In you know if there uh, is there's anything untoward, then they they just will not produce a running commentary on it. Uh, by doing that, that they they'll you know try and. Uh, make it go away quicker. I suppose that's what they were hoping with the, yeah. the paparazzi pictures, and um, and unfortunately, it seems that he's he's got himself into an, an awful mess again. I mean, not not just him, really. I mean, so the questions have will be asked on soon. I could, you know it. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, but then the thing is, you know, will he be believed if he if he if he comes out and says a um, does another interview? It's um, so, so, some of these are so outrageous. These claims and whether they're to be believed is. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, he talks about tiling. you know wanting to meet the Queen, and that she's a great well, I think lady we can who he admires. Kiss goodbye to that invitation. <laughs> yeah, oh. and it's I mean it's we talked a lot about Meghan and and her dad in the run up to the wedding, and just kind of a bit sad about what that relationship must be now, really, probably. And and I think um, Meghan's half sister, who's also obviously been outspoken repeatedly had accused her of you know ignoring her dad on father's day and and that kind of thing which was sunday just gone so i don't know you get you get the feeling that whatever happens with that relationship we will find out a ver- a version of it from one of the one of the members of the extended family um 
but still it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's going to go away no. anytime soon so it will also be interesting to see if the royal family evolve how they deal with it i guess i think they've got to deal with it now surely they yeah must... this is, i think it's one step too far now that's it even if that is megan you would imagine had potentially told him now you know let sleeping dogs lie don't be getting yourself into any more controversy and then this pops up and um and our understanding is that you know she she had no idea until um good morning britain went to the palace and said this is going to happen and didn't and, you know then didn't even give them any details about what it was but it's it's um yeah they're, they're gonna have to act now you would imagine so it's interesting it's exciting times and tricky times in some ways as well um to, uh, next week the focus is going to switch again, yes. probably. Certainly for you, you're yeah. off on your travels. First international royal yeah, it's visit. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. The Duke of Cambridge is going on a tour of Jordan, Israel and the uh, occupied Palestinian territories, which will be fantastic. It's the first time a member of the royal family has gone to Israel um, on, a, on official business. Uh, Prince Philip has been before, as has Prince Charles, but this is actual official uh, trip being invited by the governments of those individual countries. Um, jam-packed schedule. It's uh, he's going to be going to Jordan first, uh, then Israel. He's going to be meeting with the um, Palestinian uh, President Mahmoud Abbas. He's also going to be going to the um, Field of Olives. So it's it's a it's an absolute absolutely jam-packed um, day, few days of events, and it's going to be pretty good. And I mean, we talk about the royals not being political. Just about to say that this, this seems quite political. It does, yeah. He's, I mean, he's going to to, um, to meet both the Israeli and the um, Palestinian um, presidents, um, and something that the royals don't normally get involved in. But this is quite an interesting time, as we've I mean, we've seen you know, politically. It's 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 a, it's a tinderbox at the best of times, but over the last couple of months, even more so. Um, and I think that Prince William's visit on the international stage will, will, will you know, be, be fairly seismic. He's also meeting the Crown Prince of Jordan, and especially with the way that region works, this will be a, as, as Kensington Palace spokesman put it, this will be a trip which will have ramifications for um, decades to come. Yeah. And I think that it's quite interesting that he's not going to meet the King or Queen of, um, of Jordan instead the Crown Prince. So, you know, two young um, members of certain royal families who are going to be um, the, the, the heads of their state for, you know, for the next few decades. And um, we watch this space. Hmm. Potentially symbolises a new future. I, th- I think that's the that's the thinking behind it, certainly, and they you know, trying to create this professional working environment where they can both move forward and and potentially um, be a force for good in the region. And and I'm sure that both uh, you know Israel and Palestinians will um, will will find it a huge huge boost to to the region. It's interesting as well. I mean. <laughs> I would imagine that security, there was a reasonable amount of security in Chester last Thursday. And there's, yes. there's a reasonable amount of security on tours. We talked with um, Victoria about the differences in security in Scandinavia versus, I think, like the Germany and Poland trip, for example. But I would imagine security oh, yeah, is going to be, be off the it's, scale. It's quite a small team. I thought I thought that he'd have, you know, an absolute hordes and hordes of staff with him. But it's not. The, he's leaving with a, a, a team of 10. Uh, private secretaries, advisors, 
but um, most of the security detail will be um, uh, run by in in country forces. So wherever they're moving to, but it's I mean the the schedule is jam packed. There, you know, we're arriving on the Sunday evening. He's straight to uh, an event with the Crown Prince. He's going to a dinner. Then on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's absolutely jam packed. And you'll see there's going to be some great um, coverage. There's going to be some great pictures coming out of next week, um, especially when he goes to the Mount of Olives. He's also going to visit the uh, grave of his great-great-grandmother, Princess Alice. Um, and and I think, again, this, w- this will be um, a talking point for, for, for many weeks to come. And usually when Prince William goes on a visit, there isn't quite the hullabaloo around it as there is when he goes with Kate. And she's obviously on maternity leave, she's staying on maternity at home with the kids. Leave, so she won't be going, yes. But this is going to, you know generate large amounts of large amounts of news and hopefully you will find a small space in your jam-packed schedule next <laughs> week to, to catch up with this. us on on skype to to bring the our listeners up to date with what's going on yeah absolutely and um and there's another trip you've got to look forward to as well with megan and harry yeah megan and harry today actually have announced that they are going to well it will be their first foreign trip together um, as 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 a as husband and wife, they're going to Dublin for two days. Um, particularly poignant, I think the, the Queen was the first ever um, monarch to, to go to Ireland in a hundred years in 2011. Then the President of Ireland came over to to visit us in 2014, and since then it's been a bit of a, uh, a cooling of relations with um, uh, Prince Charles and Camilla went over there last week. And now we have Harry and Meghan going on their first trip. They're apparently going to visit the Guinness Storehouse, which of is course. a favourite of everyone who's been to Dublin. <laughs> I wonder whether Prince Harry has said, can we do this trip, yeah, please? This is, this is yeah. the stag do I wanted to have. <laughs> can, we, can we go together? I'll take Meghan. It's so, right. yeah, that's going to be... I mean, Meghan's been before, apparently. She, was, she visited um, this city when uh, they had the One Young World Summit there in 2014. That's a charity she's still involved in. She talks about um, young leaders of the world. And I think we're going to see that even moving forward with one of her uh, sort of charity ambitions to help young people. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be, again, two-day trip, in and out fairly quickly, but should be really interesting to see them on the the global stage. Any other highlights that that they've got while they're there? Are they just going to be recovering from their trip to the uh, Guinness... Guinness well, Brewery. I think they've got. Uh, what do we, there, there may be. There may be. I think the Kensington Palace are ironing out the finer details of it. Uh, not all of them have been announced, but um, they may. They may have a pit stop with a President Michael D. Higgins or one of his deputies. Um, it's not obviously not a state visit, but uh, they will go probably go to, to Dublin Castle as well. Um, and more Guinness, I imagine. <laughs> have to have Guinness when you're in Dublin is the rule but I don't like it Not oh dear no I'll have to bring you back some you're all right you can have you can keep the Guinness <laughs> it's fine so anyway lots an interesting time for you to be joining the Royal Beat there'll be lots for us to talk about on Pod Save the Queen um do subscribe to the show if you haven't already um if you've enjoyed it and you'll get your episodes delivered direct to you so you never miss one uh particularly interesting next week when Russell will be in Jordan or Israel or somewhere exciting to catch up with or phone um, in yeah 
great thing to kick off with. Yes, yes, it's really it's, it's, it's the next six weeks uh, are going to be well, six months rather are going to be absolutely jam packed, especially Harry and Meghan, and and this one with with William. So, um, yeah, I great. will do my best to to, com- to to convey what it's like. So exciting times! Thank you for joining us as ever, and until next time, Pod Save the Queen. Pod save the Queen.